Good evening, everybody. Glad to be with you tonight and uh, just thankful for all God's done. A little tired today, but uh, we'll get through that. Uh, be praying for all those on our prayer request list, as we've mentioned, uh, Brother Don, Brother Supal, Sister Mim, uh, Sister Donna Faye, which got a good report today. Uh, and we praise the Lord for that. Uh, Sister Mary, uh, Sister Jean. Lifting her up and her brother Roy, <coughs> Jason, and Darren. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, brother Bill and Sister Joanne, uh, Claudia Wilcox, Dickens family, uh, or Dickens, yes, um, Robertson family, Brother Johnny Belt, uh, Brother Jerry and Sister Joanne. Uh, Sister Barbara's granddaughter Maggie, uh, Mariah, Brenda Walls, Brother Lloyd Shores, uh, Ruth and Grover, uh, Kayla. I uh, had a nosebleed yesterday and had to go to the ER. Couldn't get it to stop, but doing better today. And so uh, appreciate your prayers for her continuing. My brother Danny's uh, Smith. <coughs> Debbie Henderson, um, Norma Whitledge, Donna Cottle, Jessica, family, Steve Harris, uh, Rita, his friend, uh, Shelly, uh, Sister Rose Todd and her family, Brother Daniel, Sister Diane, uh, Sister Rhonda Collins, uh, fell and broke her hip. Continue to pray for her, Reverend Charles Chester, Joe and Betty Howard, uh, Sister Gail's great, great nephew, and Dr. Bill Curry, uh, Debbie Scott, and Aubrey Bedford. We've had a couple added to our prayer chain today. Um, Tony Ludwick. And then uh, Sister Joanne's great-grandson. Uh, so do uh, remember these. Uh, Brother Mike Hoggard's son, Matthew, uh, still in a lot of pain, but doing well. Uh, as they say, okay. Uh, so we continue to pray for them. Uh, and just uh, remember each of those. Uh, in your prayers. Uh, with that, uh, remember Sister Tawana, Brother um, Junior, and uh, Sister Mary Jane, all of our shut-ins as well. <coughs> Father, this evening we thank you, Lord, and we love you. We praise you, Father, for your many blessings, Lord, for what you do for us and the ability you give us. Dear God, we're so grateful and so thankful, Lord. Father, we pray that you would touch the needs according to your plan, your purpose, and your will. Father, we pray, Lord, that uh, you'll touch the lives of those who are grieving. Precious God, we pray that you would just help them. Lord, we ask you to help us, Father, in the service on Friday. Uh, Lord, we pray that lost souls will be saved. And dear God, we know tonight that even at a funeral service that you can... Uh, move and minister 
And we pray, Father, tonight that you would just uh, touch those, Lord, who are lost and, and help them, Father, to see their need of you. May God touch our government. Lord, touch our country. Father, we pray, Lord, uh, for those in leadership. Father, we ask you that give you praise, Lord, for those answered prayers. Uh, Father, for the things that you do, we don't even realize. But, Lord, tonight, we just want to say thank you, and we love you. And we pray, God, that you'll just anoint and touch and help us in Jesus' name. And amen. And amen. Uh, thankful tonight for all that uh, uh, the Lord has done for us. Uh, Sister Barbara just sent and said that Brother Carl Chesser passed away uh, on Monday. Uh, so do remember their family uh, in your prayers. So lifting them up in that manner now. Uh, I'll get my thought process back. Um, I've had some scriptures I pulled out uh, and used uh, in another lesson at some point. I don't remember why, but um, I was teaching and, and pulled these out. And uh, I've thought about using them again or using them, actually going through some of them tonight and um, just had a long, long day at work and, and uh, be just lazy tired. I'll just be, say it that way. Um, but uh, uh, then Zach come home from work and started talking to us about something. And when he did, it, it just made me immediately think of these scriptures and kind of felt like that, you know what? The Lord's telling me it's okay to use them and to uh, share with you. And, and it's a study that I've done. And uh, basically, it is what does God's Word say about God's Word? And uh, it's very important for us to realize what God's Word says about His Word. We have so many people twisting and changing and um, doing things with it today, trying to tell us that it's not accurate or it's not complete or uh, even outdated. And so, you know, when we look at it and we think about what the Bible says, there's, there's always uh, the uh, scriptures that come up right off the top of our head, you know, the ones in Revelations. Um, uh, and I'll, I'll read it to you, Revelations 22, 18. Uh, says, For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues which are written in this book. And it says that if any man shall take away uh, from the word of God, that God will take away his part. And, and, and you think about the seriousness of how that we look at the word of God and then how we handle the Word of God, and the Bible is full of answers for those those very things. Uh, verse 19, And if any man take away uh, from the word of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. Uh, and when we think about this, you know, <clears throat> those are immediate things that we think about 
uh, we, we, we tend to use those as I guess you could say our starting points or our arguments a lot of times to justify the King James Bible and, and what it says. But there's a lot of scriptures that are in here and I by no means have all of them, but I want to share a few uh, tonight with you for a little bit of time. So first, second Timothy rather, chapter three, this is, this is the one that I think would probably be, if I'm going to argue the Bible in its facts, its principles, its foundation, its realness, um, its uh, authenticity, I'm going to start here. Uh, it says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And then there's a... Uh, a punctuation or an apostrophe that in and of itself is one part of the statement of this verse and you need to stop and pause and think on what it just said all scripture is given by inspiration of God uh, we a lot of times will use the verse of scripture says well the Bible says it's of no private interpretation um, Excuse me, which is true. Uh, you and I don't have a right to try to tell God what he was saying when he already said it. We cannot privately interpret the Bible to say what we want to say and, and thus um, uh, change what God is saying uh, to annihilate the other places um, and kind of the conversation, you know, was on uh, other religions and uh, how many of them will bring a King James Bible to your door, but that's not the way they believe. That's not what they follow. Um, how many people will tell you they believe in the Bible, uh, but then they don't believe in every aspect of it or every part of it. And, and I've often said that while I don't understand how God is going to do everything that he has said he will do, I absolutely believe that God will do it. I also absolutely believe everything that the Bible says God has done and has been done by the men and women recorded in the scriptures has been done. It's actual fact. I believe that the Red Sea was parted. I believe Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh, come out of the fiery furnace without a hair or the smell of smoke. I believe that God created Adam from the dust of the earth and breathed into him the breath of life. I believe it took six days to create the heavens and the earth and all that is therein. And so when I look at that, I believe it. I believe that Jesus was born of a virgin. Uh, I believe he's the son of God. Um, I mean, when you, when you look at it, I, I believe he was God with us. Uh, when he was here alive walking on the earth. And today I believe that the Holy Ghost is present uh, in the lives of every believer, di directing them and guiding them, just as Jesus said that he would. Um, and so when I look at the scripture, I believe that it is God-inspired. Uh, we read the rest of that verse. It says, and is profitable for doctrine. Well, therefore, it is classified to me that this Bible 
is the only doctrine that you and I need. Uh, man should not be making up their own doctrinal beliefs and should not be trying to uh, determine what uh, justifies doctrines, you know, and, and we can go through and name a whole bunch, but we'll leave that alone. I believe if we read the Bible and we follow the Bible, and, and again, I'm talking about the King James, I, I don't hide that, uh, but I believe we have the doctrine that God intended for us to have. It's, it's right here. It's real easy for me to see and to follow and like I said, in the areas where I'm like, man, I don't know how God's going to do that. Didn't, I didn't say I don't know that God, I don't believe that God will. It's just that, you know what, I, I don't have the mind of God. And the Bible says, who has been his counselor? Well, not me. Um, I can tell you there's times we've tried to tell God what to do. I know that. We've tried to counsel God, so to say. Uh, but I'm not God's counselor. I'm not smart. Uh, and, and there's just no way in, in doing that. Um, but when we stop to think about what the scripture says, it is profitable. This Bible has the doctrine of Christ and it has the doctrine of God. It has the doctrine of the way that we should live our lives and it'll cover that. Uh, so it's good, profitable for doctrine and for reproof. If we're going to correct, let's correct according to the scriptures. Um, if we stop to think about different things, a lot of times, you know, uh, we have different uh, People quoting different parts of the Bible to try to justify their deeds or to uh, condemn uh, somebody for the act in which they, um, or say, condemn somebody for uh, words that they've said or trying to use scripture to uh, get somebody to realize that they're living out of the, out of the will of God, out of accordance to the scripture. Um, but, but in Romans chapter 2, it says this in verse 1, Therefore thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art that ju judgest, for wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself, for thou that judgest dost the same things. Be, but we are sure, now look at that, but we are sure that the judgments of God is according to the truth against them which commit such things. And thinkest thou this, O man, that judgest them which does the same, and does the same? Uh, does such things and does things that God sh that, that that thou shall escape the judgment of God? Uh, I know that I'm not going to escape the judgment of God. So if I tell somebody the Bible says we shouldn't lie, I'm telling myself we shouldn't lie. Uh, I can't judge somebody else as a liar and then judge myself as pure. Um, can't do that. We're not going to be able to excuse ourselves away from the. The, the, the purity of God's word and so it's good for reproof and uh, you know I believe like a lot of uh, older ministers said when they preached they couldn't preach to the congregants that they had until they preached first to themselves and that is true you know um, when I'm reading my Bible and studying and preparing for a message or just reading uh, I'm telling you there's a lot of things that just come to my mind and I think Lord you know, I, I've got to do better at this. I've got to correct this. I shouldn't do that again, you know, and just the things that you do. We live in a body of flesh, but it doesn't give us the right to sin. Um, but we do sin, and, and I'm thankful that God understands that too because he said if we, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I, I'm thankful for that. 
But see, the Bible tells us whom God does love, he will rebuke and chasten, right? And so we know when we're rebuke and chasten, God loves us, and that love that God has given us is reproof. And so the Bible is good for reproof. And, and God uses his word to reprove us. Uh, so then he goes on for correction, uh, which means it'll tell you how to go, right? That's why G the, the Lord told us in Jeremiah, seek out the old paths and the old ways and walk therein. Uh, for therein is the good way and the right way, uh, or the good path. Uh, but anyways, <clears throat> I may have messed that up a little bit, but you can find that there in Jeremiah. He said, going on for correction, for instruction in righteousness. It tells us to be followers of the Lord, right? Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. He's telling us to follow him. Uh, Therefore, be you followers of me, dear children. Paul said, as I am a follower of Christ, as he follows Christ. I don't follow Paul uh, as the person. Follow Paul as the Christian, the one who's striving to do what the Lord would have to do. But then verse 17 says this, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. In other words, we will be able to do what God would have us to do. The Bible will lead us in the pathway that God would have us to go. And so when we look at this scripture, we, we find that the Bible just declared that it is God's word. It just declared that it is profitable uh, for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And it just told us that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works, that it will give us the way to live according to the will and the plan of God. Uh, and we find that in this, that Jesus uh, died on Calvary's cross for our sins, and when we accept him as Lord and Savior of our lives, he sends us the Holy Ghost who then lives within us, guides us, and the Bible even says that Jesus said that it would reprove the world of their sins and it would remind us of whatsoever things he taught us. So when we read the Bible, uh, the Holy Ghost is reminding us of the things that uh, was taught and shown us uh, in the scriptures, but also it is a reprover. Uh, of what is wrong for correction to do what is right. So with that being said, um, I'm not going to just prolong stuff, and, but, but just, just think about this. In 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 31, it says, As for God, now think about this, as for God, this is, this is talking now. It's making a declaration of God. His way is perfect. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Samuel says, as for God, his way is perfect. You and I are imperfect, but God is perfect, and his way is perfect. Jesus said he was the way, the truth, and the life. He was perfect. Bible says, Try, tempted in every manner like as we are, and yet was without sin. He was perfect. Uh, he had to be perfect to be the perfect sacrifice uh, for your sins and mine. And then he says, the word of God is tried. Uh, read your Bible and see 
how many times the word of God has been tried. Uh, remember, uh, the Bible says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. I believe that's in Psalms chapter 10. Uh, but, but you know, why? Because it's been tried. Uh, who, who's tried the word of God? Well, think about it. It started out, the first, the first trial of, of God's word was actually in the Garden of Eden when God told them not to eat of the tree which was in the midst of the garden. Eve ate of the tree, Adam ate of the tree, God came down and judged them in this aspect that they had disobeyed him and therefore kicked them out of the garden. It was tried. But, but what else do we know about it? Well, then when following God and doing the right things, uh, it was pleasing to God. So Cain's offering was acceptable unto God. Abel's, or Abel's offering was acceptable and Cain's offering was rejected. Uh, Abel gave of the, the blood. He, he brought a sacrifice of sweet-smelling Savior before the Lord. And Cain, he brought forth herbs of the garden, you know, of the earth. And God was pleased with the sacrifice of Abel, but displeased with the sacrifice of Cain. And so we, we see that. Uh, then we know we go on through there. The, again, it's, it's hard to go through these, these places without thinking about Abraham, Jacob, Isaac, uh, Noah, Moses. Uh, I mean, just all these the things that we find that, that when you look at the, the men and the women of the Bible even, uh, when you look at them and you see what God spoke to them when they were obedient, and believed and followed that God did exactly what he, he's been tried and proved over and over and over again. Uh, and even in the New Testament, God was faithful uh, through the New Testament. And we saw blinded eyes open. We saw people raised from the dead. We saw sickness healed. We saw uh, demon possessed people uh, clothed in the right mind. You know, it, it's just always there. So his ways, his word has the word of the Lord is tried. Uh, he is a buckler to all them that trust in him. You want your life put together? Trust the Lord. I'm going to tell you something. Um, have disappointments in my life, things that we don't understand. We have uh, problems. Um, you know, uh, we, we get sick. Uh, I mean, there's just all kinds. But through it all, God has always been faithful. God has always been there. God has always been faithful. And, you know, it's true. Um, when you stand on the word of God, you're going to come up against some trials and tests, and the devil's going to try to knock you down too. Uh, but uh, God will keep you together. He, he is a buckler. He is the, he's the one who keeps things together for them that trust in him. But remember, you've got to trust in his way. And you got to realize that his word is try. Uh, he, he's perfect. Uh, the Psalms 33, verse 4. For the word of the Lord is right. When somebody tries to tell you that something's amiss in God's word, you can refer to that verse every time. The word of the Lord is right. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I, I can just tell you, uh, a lot of times people uh, say, well, that's not right. No, God's right and you're wrong. Uh, the Bible says, let, let God be true and every man a liar. Well, we know that to be right too, right? Uh, and all his works are done in truth. 
So everything that God is doing uh, is doing for our good. He's doing exactly what he said he would do. That, that, that there ought to assure us and make us feel good because, I mean, God is going to fulfill his word. And if we put our faith and our trust in him, then that means that you and I will one day be with him, right? We, they, Jesus said, all who come unto me, I will in no wise cast out. He's not going to throw you out. Now, you can walk away. I believe with all my heart you can walk away. Uh, we can read it through the scriptures. The Bible talks about it. But, but just thinking about this, Jesus said he'd never leave us nor forsake us. These are promises. These are things that we hang our hat on. And, you know, when we do that, we realize this, that God is trying to tell us if we come to him and we stay, we walk, we're faithful, he, he's going to keep us right there. He's, never, he's not going to get scared one day. Uh, and you can read that over in the 10th chapter of John. Uh, but he's not going to get scared away one day. He's not going to find the wolf coming and he takes off. He's not a hireling. He's the shepherd. Uh, and again, so you got to think about it. For the word of the Lord is right. When we do the word, what God's word would have us to do, uh, the truth is going to come out. And uh, the truth is what secures us and holds us. Remember, again, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Uh, it is God's word to us. God will not mislead us. The uh, Bible tells us that um, they, God will send strong delusion because folks are willing to believe a lie instead of the truth and be damned. They're, they're desiring something else. Um, they're looking for an easier path, one that doesn't require following. Um, and I'm just telling you tonight, you know, this world uh, is not got it, but God does. Um, we are headed either to heaven or hell, and that's based upon what we are willing to do with the Word of God. Because in the Word of God, I find that my sins will send me to hell, but Jesus he, he died to forgive me of my sin. Therefore, putting my faith in Him, I can go to heaven. What a great big difference. What a turnaround that is in my life for that. Uh, the next one, uh, is, is, there's three of them in Psalms 119. And, and uh, the next one is verse 89. Forever. What does that mean? Forever. Doesn't change. It doesn't ever stop. Um, I like what a preacher said the other day. Uh, they, uh, uh, scientists or, or whatever they are, he said, they have a hard time believing in everlasting or eternity, uh, but they don't have a problem with infinity. Uh, they believe, you know, you can go out there. Well, what is eternity? What is forever? Uh, it's infinity. It's, it's, it's without end. Uh, and so, uh, you know, uh, we're folks who believe that space is without end. You could, if you could look through, you could look through for, for 
whatever it never stopped well an amazing thing is is that's the way god is he says his bible is his word is that forever O lord thy word is settled in heaven if god settled it you and i should accept it if god has made it what it is and that it's not going to ever change we can stand on it um I've heard it put like this a lot of times. Uh, you, you buy your house. You sign the contract. Uh, it says that you've got 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 15 years, whatever it is, uh, to pay off your house. And so you've got a monthly payment, and you calculate that it's going to take me X number of years to pay off my house according to that payment. So it's 30 years, 20 years, 15, whatever. But in the small print of that agreement, in that contract, it's shown and it says that if for whatever reason the mortgage company desires to, needs to, wants to, whatever, they can call your loan immediately. And whatever you owe, you would have to pay within that time frame because they called in your loan. So the contract is 20 years, but at the end of five years, they decide they need that money. They can call your loan. Well, God doesn't change after five years. He doesn't think you got it caught. He said forever. It's, it's settled. It's done. And it's done so in heaven. So God's not going to come back and change his mind on you and I and tell us, well, you know what? Uh, I said that in my word, and that's what you was living by, but I've changed my mind. Uh, he, he doesn't change change the rules in the middle of the game uh he's he's not like that he is tried and true right we've, we've said that uh verse 140 thy word is pure therefore thy servant loveth it thy word is pure uh there's no error in it there's no mistake in it there's no uh confusion in it uh, it does not contradict itself. It does not need me to add to it. It does not need me to take away from it. And again, uh, if I add to or take away, I'm going to be punished for that. That, that's, that is God's word. It says that that's what's going to happen. And so, you know, I, I have found over my lifetime, and, and um, I love God's word. I really do. I, I want to be a better student and a better servant of God's word. Uh, and I don't need it to change to suit me. I need to change to be part of what it would have me to be. I need to change in order to be uh, in accordance uh, to the word of God, conformed to the word of God. And, and to be, you know, that, that way there, we, we understand we're doing what's right because we are following uh, his word, his will. And then uh, verse one sixty. Now, now, I don't know how anybody would begin to try to um, figure this one out to change it anyway. Thy word is true from the beginning. Well, go over to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. amazing thing to think about here is the third word 
of the first verse is beginning. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Thy word is true from the beginning. And every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. Well, the Bible says that not one jot nor tittle of God's word will change. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but his word shall ever be. Uh, so it's true from the beginning. Uh, it's never going to be wrong. And it's never going to be changed. Uh, as I said before, you know, God, uh, we got a road not too far from our house called Don Tyson Parkway. And at one point when you got on that road, it was 45 miles an hour all the way through. And then they changed that uh, in sections and it went to 40, I believe it was. Now it's down to 35. And people who drove that road running 45, 50 miles an hour, you might say, uh, through there had a hard, have a hard time dropping down to 35. Um, they just can't seem to make up their mind what the safe speed limit on that stretch of the road is. And I'll be honest with you, I thought 45 and some of it was pretty fast um, and stuff. But I also believe that 35 in a few of those places is pretty slow. Uh, but it's not for me to determine that. But see, God doesn't change like that. And one day it's one thing, and the next day it's another thing, and, and then forth and back and forth. That's not the way God is. He, he's true from the beginning, uh, and it stays there. Uh, and it said, And every one of his righteous judgments endureth forever. He is the same, Jesus said. Jesus is the same today, yesterday, and forever. It, it's not changing uh, he's not going to modify. He's not going to foul us up. Uh, we don't need a new uh, translation or version. We don't need a new, uh, 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 I can't remember the word of it, but we, we just don't need a new word. We've got the word. It's the true word, and we ought to stand on that word. At the end of the day, I'm going to tell you, I, I would rather know and I believe with all my heart, I'd rather know that I've stayed true to the course because I've had a true course. And the course was before me. The path, the plan right before me. And it didn't change. Uh, you know, it's, it doesn't need modifications uh, to it. And, you know, you and I may change words, so to say. The, the people today, the words are changing. And I, I'm not going to say for the better because... Because really ain't. But if we hold to the old paths and the old way, hold to the word of God, uh, we're going to be all right. The last place in the book of Psalms is back in the 12th chapter. And then we'll read this one and, and we'll be done uh, with the lesson tonight. It says, the word of the Lord, the words of the Lord are pure words. As silver tried in the furnace of earth, purified seven times. I want you to think about that. Uh, the translation of the King James that we've got and how it was, and I, I will not pretend to try to tell you everything because I will 
mess up somehow I know uh, in, in trying to explain all that but but that is in there but we know this that seven is God's perfect number seven is complete so after it has been purified uh, silver think about it as silver tried in the furnace of fire uh, furnace of earth purified seven times as it's been purified seven times then that silver is pure silver that's what he's saying this word of God is pure the words of Lord are pure words that means there is no errors there is no mistakes there is no leaven uh, there is no GMOs uh, there's no uh, what is that stuff multidextrin uh, you know, uh, there's no added waters, uh, there's no added sugars, uh, it's, it's pure. It's exactly what you and I need, and it's exactly what we can put our faith and our trust in. And, I, I, you know, just, just to tell you tonight, um, when I look at the, the scriptures and I think about the, what the Word of God has to say about, it has to be right. Or these verses cannot be true and I believe every one of these verses is true but that's because I also believe that every word in this Bible is right manufacturers may mess up and I actually have a, a, a King James Bible and I say a King James Bible I have it uh, it had manufacturing errors in it they left out part of the books and, and when they published it and printed it and binded it uh, there was parts that were not bound, uh, so there's things that are not there. Now, whether it was intentional or a real error, I, I couldn't tell you um, because I didn't buy another one of those particular types. Um, I went and bought a different publisher uh, after that to get everything straightened up. But um, we, we, when, when the publishing error occurs where a page may be left out, uh, something to that effect that's one thing but when we believe God's word has been written in error or translated in error uh, I'm going to tell you that's where I'm going to part ways with you right there uh, and tell you I, I can't see it because the Bible tells me too many times that it's not uh, got those errors in there it doesn't need to be retranslated uh, it's not a private interpretation it's God's word to you and I uh, and again if you go back and look at the history of the translating uh, of the King James Bible you'll find that no man no one man had the right to say this is the word of God there was several involved and they weren't all of the same uh, congregate uh, and so we find that God took an impossible group and made a pure word because in the end, they everyone agreed it was right. It was accurate. And so um, only God can do that. Only God can do that. And so I, I stand there tonight. And I hope this has helped to encourage you a little bit. Uh, we will go to the Lord in prayer. And uh, I'm not real sure if I will pick up on this um, next week or not. Um, but there's I've got another page and a half of scriptures uh, just talking about the word of God and um, 
what it, what it says about itself. Father, tonight we thank you, Lord, for your love and mercy. We thank you, dear God, for your blessings. We ask you, Father, help us this evening to do that which you'd have us to do and be that which you'd have us to be. Thank you for a pure word. Thank you for a tried word. And dear God, we just thank you, Lord, that you were willing to give us your word so that we can have your will in our lives and your doctrine for our living. And we'll praise you, Father. We'll thank you, Father. We'll give you glory in Jesus' precious name. And amen. Amen. Thank you for attending with us tonight. God bless and hope to see you at the next appointed time, Lord willing.